Welcome to Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, where we desire to provide a place for those who long to belong. We want you to know that you're not alone in this whole world. Sometimes we become frustrated and upset by the situations that unfold around us. Boy, hold on tight to God, and we want to connect you with your loving Father in heaven. Now, today I want to talk to you about fear not, about overcoming fear, about being victorious over fear. Uh, we, we battle with fear right now. There's sort of the COVID-19 situation that's unfolding around us and the government's responses and businesses' responses and has a lot of us wondering kind of what direction this thing is headed. And we need to know that God is on the throne, that God has got this under his control. He didn't somehow drop the ball. We are encouraged to have faith, not fear. Dwight L. Moody, a, a, a evangelist of a previous century, he preached and pastored in the mid-1800s. He uh, was speaking one time, and a lady met him after the service, and she wanted to share with him a wonderful promise she had found in the Bible. And it's a great promise. It's Psalms 56.3. says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's a good verse. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In other words, whenever you're afraid, we know that we can turn that fear into faith and go to God. But Moody had an answer that was even better than that. His answer was out of Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2. And he shared this verse with the lady. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Mr. Moody did indeed have a greater promise. His promise was that he would trust first and not be afraid at all. He had the antidote. He had the uh, the curative uh response to fear. He had the faith before the fear could ever take hold. It would be the difference between flying first class and flying coach. When you fly first class, you get those good seats up front where you got lots of leg room and arm room. There's only there's only two to a row, and so you've got all kinds of room to stretch out. You get served the good food first by the stewardesses rather than the peanuts and the, the little, little bitty old uh, cup of Coke that they feed you back in coach. Back in coach, you're all scrunched up where there's three of you to a row and you got to fight over the armrest and there's no leg room and you got to somehow get room for your luggage in the overhead storage bin. It's just quite a, quite a thing. Now, you're both going to get to the same destination. You'll both reach the same airport and the first class guy is probably only going to get off a few minutes before you do. So you both get where you need to be. But one person traveled in a kind of torment and the other person traveled in a kind of peace. So if I can learn, so if I'm in fear already, certainly transform that fear into faith. As the Psalms passage says, what time I'm afraid that then I will trust. But the prophet Isaiah, he's got a better concept, and that concept is have the faith first. That faith drives out any possibility of fear taking root in your life. Now, when we're talking about the subject of fear, we need to understand that fear uh, in, in sort of the natural realm is a gift that God gave us to protect us from harmful situations. Our fear of heights is to keep us from when we're little toddlers from getting up so high that we might fall and kill ourselves inadvertently because we don't recognize the danger of that height to our physical body. Or we would tell a little child to stay away from a busy road because we don't want them to be struck by a car. And initially we build a fearfulness into them that as they mature becomes just a wisdom to look both ways before they cross a road. 
So there's an element of fear that is there to protect us. But what we're talking about today, the kind of fear that God wants us to be victorious over, is, is the, the fear that is a crippling fear. The, the kind of fear that Isaiah 12, 2 is talking about is a fear that paralyzes people, a fear that gets into their heart and mind and creates a tension and a worry that keeps a person from enjoying life and doing his best. I meet people every week who are afraid of life, afraid of death, afraid of the past, afraid of the future. In fact, people whose lives are being enslaved by fear. Jesus Christ never meant us to be slaves to fear. It's exciting to read in the Bible and discover how many times God says, fear not to his people. When the angels appeared to the shepherds in the fields outside of Bethlehem concerning the coming of Christ the Messiah, they, their initial words in their, in their initial volley of the gospel good news was fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Out of that good news, it is it flows out of this concept of fear not. Or Peter, when he falls at the feet of Christ after the, the catching of the multitude of fish, recognizing the very divinity of Jesus, Jesus tells him not to be afraid, but only believe. That's a powerful concept. And, and all the way through the Bible, from the Older Testament to the Newer Testament, you find these situations that are fear-producing situations where faith is, is enjoined and, and a fearlessness is called upon on the part of God's people not to be afraid to deal with this issue of fear in a forthright, forceful manner. To Jairus, whose daughter, it, news had come that his daughter had just died, and Jesus says to Jairus, Fear not, only believe. We need to know that God is on the throne and that he's going to watch out over us. Jesus Christ never meant for us to live as slaves to fear. Now, some fear is caused by a guilty conscience, and we need to address that. Adam and Eve in the garden, they walked in the cool of the day with their father. They walked with the Creator. They had intimate communion with Him. And yet when the slithering serpent came up and seduced them into sin, they ended up eating of the tree that God had commanded they not eat from. And when they recognized their sinfulness and their nakedness, they hid themselves from God. A fear fell over them, and that fear was not what God wanted. And so there's a sense that, uh, that Luther, he would say that conscience doth make cowards of us all. If I've got a, a dark spot of sin in my, on my conscience or in my life, then I can't move in confidence that God is moving on my behalf. I, I end up hiding from God rather than running to God, rather than living in that intimate, uh, familiar, protected place under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm running from the Almighty, and I'm running literally into more fear-producing situations. So God, God wants us to deal with those areas in our heart. I think maybe... As a result of this COVID-19 virus, we need to have a time to pause, to reflect over our lives and see if there's any wicked way in us that needs to be repented of. See if there's any sin that needs to be dealt with. I believe that God has the answer for that and we need to come to him and find a fearlessness. The Bible says the wicked man fleeth where no man pursueth, but then the righteous are as bold as a lion. So if I want a boldness to settle over my life, I've got to be certain that I am living in a way that is pleasing to God. Sometimes fear can be caused by ignorance. Think about a little child going out into the dark. They're scared of the, the monsters or the boogeymen that are out there, or some dark, horrible thing under the bed, some shadow that looks like a bear, another shadow that looks like a giant that's out there, and they find themselves afraid of the dark and afraid of what they imagine is in the dark. 
But sometimes even as we grow up, we don't really ever get over our fear of those dark things. And we find ourselves projecting our fears onto the the circumstances that we're in, thinking of these constant worst case scenarios that are out there. And we end up sort of paralyzing ourselves with this negative, fearful self-talk instead of a faith-filled internal dialogue where we understand that God is on the throne. The Bible gives us an understanding. Here's the understanding. The concept is phrased this way. When I can't trace God's hand, I can trust God's heart. Spurgeon put it that way in in a, a sermon on faith. When I can't trace God's hand, I can trust God's heart. God wants what is best for me. And so if I'm going through a hard time, I can only assume that the hard time is something that God is going to use to develop me into Christ-likeness in my walk with Him or designed to take me home to be with Him forever. Now, there are times when the fear comes before we enter into a battle, as we're facing uh, some challenging situation that's coming up into our future, there's sometimes that fear comes to us in the middle of it. We're in the middle of fighting the battle, and we, we find our spirits flagging. But maybe one of the more common ones is the emotional letdown after an event is over, the emotional exhaustion of it. Elijah with Jezebel uh, writing in the letter that she, he would be dead the next day after he successfully defeated 850 uh, of the uh, false prophets that day. One woman's poison pen letter sent him into a place of fear and depression uh, and anxiety. Or you could you could look at Abraham, who after he had fought a battle with four kings to win back the freedom of Lot and, and Lot's family and servants, when he got back and after the battle was over, he was resting and he seems to be stressed out. God speaks these words to him in, in Genesis chapter 15. It says, uh, it says, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. He was letting Abram know that he was still with him. The real cause of fear is unbelief. After stilling a storm that had frightened the disciples out of their wits, Jesus said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Fear and faith can never be friends. And if we're afraid, it is a sign that we have no faith. Why? This is why Isaiah 12, 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. (coughs) Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Lord God, I pray that you'd be with these that are here right now. Allow them to know that you love them and care for them. Let them know that you are watching over them from the very throne of the cosmos. That you, this didn't surprise you what happened. You're going to watch out over us and protect us and preserve us. Thank you, God, for your keeping power. Watch out over us in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen.